Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Soppy Steve. And joining me as my co-host is delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. That's right. I just had to I, I had to think of that word quick. Like, you know, like, so what am I gonna use today? It's I mean, like, what am oh, I gonna use? I'm is. like, man, you know, I was like, you know what? I need to actually write down these notes too to make sure I like cover it's like, all right, I covered that word, check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and like I said, Dwayne's my co-host, but he's also like a brother to me. We had to say we're brothers because people say, we, we, you know, we look so much alike anyway. I know, it's crazy. I, I mean, it's, it's like a mirror, Yeah, you know? So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the bald head and... And the beard, yep. Yep, because we just have too much face. Yeah. And by the way, I think I'm going to name a I'm going to start a band name it Too Much Face. Too Much Face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and this week, and we apologize for not uh having a show on monday i didn't even make an announcement about it uh my work is ramped up it's that time of year so yeah uh we're actually kind of fortunate to be able to record today so uh because it slowed down a little bit yeah i was kind of today. i was kind of expecting that 7 30 text like dude i'm oh. still at the office because i hadn't heard from you, uh, you know, we talked earlier today and then right I, then i knew you got busy because i didn't hear anything else from you and i'm like uh that text may be coming because i know they're yeah. wrapping up so uh actually i thought about texting i mean i did leave a little bit later i mean it was closer to five mm -hmm. um but i also had to tell my boss i'm like look i got to get home because my wife can't be standing on her feet for too long because right. of her recent surgery so mm -hmm. like i have to make sure we get fed somehow and that if that means me stopping by which today actually i stopped by uh the bp that's close to us because they have these um these potato wedges that are just phenomenal mm, okay. you know some reason some gas station food is actually good it I mean, is I'll just yeah. out there yeah you know there's a and place that, in murray that has like the like the best chicken strips it's yeah like oh yeah. man and this place actually they have some pretty good chicken tenders as well and i got their mozzarella sticks mozzarella sticks they're they're thick you know mm -hmm. so i was like oh, okay you know so uh you know sitting there lapping them up and you know but i had to make sure i got home but i mean there is some still stuff because my work laptop is literally sitting Mm -hmm. over here <laughs> so uh so i mean i'll be finishing up a little bit once we finish and i'll be doing stuff yeah. i gotta get stuff ready but uh no guarantees for next week right um i'll, be, I'll just go ahead and put that out now because i've been told yeah the hours are going to get like crazy yeah yeah so but we'll see how it goes but before we start on comparing AEW and wcw because wow all sorts of, i mean it's yeah. Kind of scary. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and give our contact and listing info. If you want to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast, which, by the way, they've really changed the pages. Hopefully, mm -hmm. you're still you, you should still be listed as an admin. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Just want to make yeah, sure. But they, yeah, but they've been, I've noticed they've been messing with the pages. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what, what was going on with that. But, uh, but you can also find us on Instagram at armchair booking podcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair but you can find us on tiktok at armchair booking podcast i'd love to get the on twitter the at armchair booking but you know now it's been at booking yeah. armchair for yeah. almost two years so might as well just stick with that everybody knows it and yep we're getting a lot of people starting to follow the page more mostly thanks to ted the hillbilly hill he's really absolutely been, thank you very much sir thank you ted we really appreciate that go check out his latest episode where he talks about magnum ta and john moxley and Magnum T.A. actually 
retweeted that and I tagged Magnum TA. So hopefully Magnum TA if you get to the hey. thumbs up as well. Um, but you can find us our, our uh, on YouTube on a video outlet that I know of that we're on. But on as far as audio goes, you can find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not there, let one of us know. We will do what we can to get ourselves added. And you can find our merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. Uh, you can also find Dwaylon at fat underscore daddy 73 on Twitter. And you can find his social media, other uh, social outlets at big and fat because he is the fat daddy to the big mama. Yep. That's right. And we're not, and we're not talking about the wrestler big mama either. There's a, no. there's a, you know, there's a few big mamas out there, <laughs> but, but we have had the wrestler big mama on the show a couple of times. Yes, we have both times. Good times. You know, she's, she was an awesome guest. Yeah. Uh, every time we've had her on, just an awesome person who, if you ever get to meet her, she really is such a, a sweet person. So, uh, and you can also find my other podcast, the cubicle chat, at cubicle underscore chat on Twitter and just look up the cubicle chat because that's been a great show. I just got a new co-host, permanent co-host. And yesterday we talked about the new season of Cobra Kai. Cool. Cool. Yep. And I actually just sent him a, um, right before I sent you the link, I actually sent him a message talking about next, a possibility for next week's show, if we can have it, because mm-hmm. record that one on Wednesdays and yeah, I'm just not looking forward to Yeah next week yeah the, uh, it's going to drive me just uh, 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 trying to calm down now Ooh, uh, i gotta get all the sleep in now while i can yeah you better uh but i just sent him a message and it said you realize next wednesday is the 21st of september that is earth wind and fire day yes it is yes it is yep and for those who don't know what that means well, you should be ashamed of yourself because Earth, Wind, and Fire was just an awesome, awesome group. Yeah. And they sang a song called September, which talked about the 21st night of September. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the video is interesting. You know, of course, yeah. the video was made during the 70s when, yeah. you know, it was just, it, it was like a performance video, but the bass player should have just kind of calmed down a little bit before. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a little hype. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was around and I'm like, you got to at least look like you're playing the correct notes, but yeah. Um, but later on uh, a couple of years ago, Taylor Swift covered the song mm-hmm. badly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it was, See, I love that song. And so that has been like mine and Savannah's song since we, since she was little, because she saw it on an episode of American dad. They were playing okay. that song, and she's like, "Daddy, I love that song." And I'm like, "Let me play you the whole thing." Yes. And I did, and ever since then, every time it comes on, and she's like, "Daddy, there's our song," and it's just, it's an awesome song. Love that song. Oh yeah, the Taylor Swift version, garbage. God, that was just. I'm like, you know what? Like, she she needs to be arrested for that. I mean, yeah, that was like like a dumpster full of garbage on a hot day. That's <sighs> how bad. That's how bad that song was. And I honestly don't mind Taylor Swift, to be honest with you, because I think she's a very talented songwriter. I mean, she mm-hmm. plays all their instruments. I know people have criticized her from going from country to pop, but I'm like, you know what? Most groups do evolve yeah. in some way, shape, or form. I mean, people change throughout their career, and they, yep. you know, but. But still no excuse for that crap that she did. No. no. <laughs> so some ideas to talk about, you know, some possibly other bad cover songs, mm-hmm. you know, you so. Yeah. Yep. And one of these days, whenever we we, need, we can actually have you back on the show, 
mm-hmm. as well. You know, yep. so um, I have a if if you're on the if you see me on video, my hands waving around. There's a there's one fly in my room here, and it just keeps buzzing around my face. Well, you need to somehow catch that fly with some with some chopsticks, the way Mister Miyagi did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and I'm trying to think, you know, some kind of wrestling reference to segue, but I can't. So I'm just going to say, let's just go ahead and get on into let's just, it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just dive into it. All right. So the latest stuff about AEW and, you know, it's almost like, okay, all the stuff going on with Vince McMahon and mm-hmm. AEW was looking pretty, you know, pretty good. We were like, look at us. We don't have the drama. Then somebody said, here, hold my beer. That's what I was getting ready to say. Some pe- people were like, oh. There's no drama here. Hold on, just a second. We'll yeah, we'll get that. Don't worry. So I think last week we actually did talk about all the soap opera going on, mm-hmm. and I think by that point they had already mentioned that CM Punk was well. He's injured, but he's yeah. he's suspended. They didn't say for how long, but they just said he's suspended. They said the Young Bucks are also suspended. They say Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. uh, Ace Steel has basically been given the boot. Yeah, uh, there are rumors that CM Punk's been given the boot also. However, since he is legitimately injured, they give him the boot while he's injured. That's called for a lawsuit. Yep. Even though WWE has pulled it off. Yeah, WWE w- pulled, it, pulled it off. Um, yeah, dozens of times, but yeah. Uh, I mean, but there, I mean, there are ways, yeah, around it. I mean, I think they had the intent anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, he, the, I, I I mean you'd have to bring some lawyers into it. Yeah. And uh and I I'm not well versed on I've never seen their contract, so I couldn't tell you which way, one way or the other, what's going on. But if they just say he's suspended, he's not gonna be on TV for at least eight months anyway because he's rehabbing his latest injury because he's mm-hmm. forty three years old. He's still trying to do the moves he did back when he was in, you know, his mid thirties before he left wrestling the first time. Exactly. He left for seven years, didn't do anything. You know, got beat up a couple of times in UFC, mm-hmm. but his body just is not holding up to the rigor. And pro wrestling in 2022 is not the same as pro wrestling in 2015. Actually, oh. he came back in 2021, so it'd be 2014. So 2014, when he left, mm-hmm. the style of professional wrestling is not the same that it was seven years ago. No, eight, no, it's eight, not. I mean, eight years ago now. So his body is not holding up very well. I don't see him coming back to wrestling, honestly. Nope. And here's the wild thing: Tom Brady's a year older than CM Punk, mm-hmm. and he just broke a record by being the oldest quarterback to ever start in the NFL. Yeah. And but Tom Brady, I mean, I will say, yeah, football they get banged up pretty bad for, you know, mm-hmm. half the year and they get hit hard a yeah. lot. Uh, one day a week. Well, they also have the practices, but, uh, but I mean, everybody's targeting him and the, but then he has the, the time to recover, mm-hmm. you know, but with punk, he's just trying to do things that, you know, cause Brady had to change his style. So, I mean, yeah. he's not, he knows, look, I'm 44 years old. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. I mean, basketball players, you get older and you've got to change your style. You can't, your body's not going to let you do the same thing that you could do when you were eight years younger. It's just not going to. I mean, you look at Jordan, his last Mm -hmm. couple of years with the Wizards, 
You know, I mean, he could still go up and dunk, but he's not going from the free throw line. Exactly. And he became more, even when he was still with the Bulls, he became more of a shooter because he's like, I've got to evolve my game mm -hmm. because I can't keep dunking from the free throw line when I'm 40 years old. So right. I've got to develop other aspects of my game. And he developed that 18 foot jumper that nobody could stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. He get, he had that fadeaway, which he was yeah, always good at anyway. And then I'll yeah. Yeah. That fadeaway jumper. And it's like, okay, he found it. Yeah. And everybody else still has to say, look, he is the goat. Mm -hmm. You know, he may, he may not be the best human being. I'm not going to have heard some stuff after that. It's like, huh? Yeah. But you know what, as far as on the court, Mm -hmm. He has the goat, and that's my argument. Yep. Better than somebody else who yep. stole his number out, you know, yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, we're not gonna. Nah, nah. And we, in case anybody didn't know, Dwayne and I, we send each other tweets all the, or not tweets. We send each other texts all the time with like memes. We, yeah, <laughs> making some comparisons, but but like uh, a CM, like okay, you look at a, a comparison to WCW with CM Punk. You've got CM Punk currently with all of the drama and turmoil around him he is in hogan's spot toward mm -hmm. toward the end of the nwo before hogan left the company in 2000 it was like there was all this chaos surrounding hogan and it's like nobody really you know in wcw everybody knew it was hogan Everybody mm -hmm. knew Hogan's politic. You know, he politicked backstage and, you know, that didn't work for me, brother, and all that. But nobody ever wanted to say up front that he was the problem. And I feel like until CM Punk did that uh, media scrum and just blasted everybody, Hangman Page, you know, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, I feel like people didn't want to either say or think CM Punk's the problem, right? Then he did. Then he did the media thing, and it was obvious that CM Punk was the problem. And right. it's one of those cases, and it happened in WCW so often. It was part of the reason why they went out of business. People let their egos get in the way of company business. Yep. People think that they're bigger business that they work in. Like, I feel like CM Punk has gotten to the point where he thinks he's bigger than pro wrestling and he thinks he's bigger than any company that he works for. You're not. You are, you're, a, you're a cog in the wheel just like you were before. There are few professional wrestlers who kind of transcend the business. And that's, you know, that's your Rocks and your Austins and mm -hmm. Cena and Flair and Hogan and guys <laughs> like that. Punk is not on that level. It, it, is he great? Okay, at one point, was he great? Yes. Yeah. Has I he mean, been? Has he been very good after a seven-year layoff in AEW? Yes. But CM Punk is never going to be on the Mount Rushmore professional wrestler. I have a visitor. Say hi. Hey, what's up, buddy? Microphone. Hi. Say hi. Hey, okay. buddy. <laughs> Dwayne says hi, buddy. So, go. <laughs> you need a pick. You need a pick. You had to come in here and interrupt me during the podcast for a guitar pick. I, yes, we're recording right now. Goofball wearing his Pac-Man shirt. 
I like that Pac-Man shirt. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Did you see the shirt, the whole shirt? Uh, I did. It's got yeah. the cubes on it. Yeah. Yep. Royal <laughs> likes the shirt. Uh, Bub, I don't know where. Um, okay, no, I'm, no, it's fine, fine, fine. Okay, I'm having a <laughs> guitar pick. Now, okay, go. You should all. You should carry a wallet and always keep a guitar pick in that. That's what I do. There you go. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he knows what go what happens on Thursday nights at eight thirty between eight thirty and you know at least nine thirty sometimes longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean he knows he knows what's up, but yeah. he just figured he'd come in and say hi. Yeah, but no, it's fine. I hadn't seen him in a while, so it's it yeah. Cool. Oh, that's true. Did you see his hair? I did. How long his hair's I, gotten? Yeah, that's Cadence is like that too. Yeah, just a big, I, big it, mess of curls. Yeah, I mean that that is the style now. Mm-hmm. You know so. But anyway, back to our regular scheduled programming, you know, so talking about punk, you know, thinking he's at that level, the Hogan, Flair, Cena, Austin, rock level. Yeah, he does. And it's like, you're not there. And WCW had a lot of wrestlers, too, that thought they were in Hogan's league. Right. My personal opinions of Hulk Hogan aside, Hogan earned that spot. He I mean, did. I mean, I hate the. He, you know, we found out later on he was a garbage, yeah, garbage yeah, cheap, which yeah, he, may, he may have tried to atone for that. And there's been some people that have actually said, yeah, he's actually, mm-hmm. you know, he does feel remorse. However, yeah, uh, it was after he was like the, the biggest, I mean, arguably the biggest name in wrestling ever. Yeah. But anyway. But it's like Punk thinks that he's above the business. And I mean, so did Hogan at that point. Yes. That's why he ended up walking out after Bash at the Beach 2000 when uh, they tried to do the like blur the lines thing and Jeff Jarrett just laid down for Hogan. Hogan yep. just put his boot on his chest and you know they counted three, then he cut his promo and left. And that's the last time anybody ever saw him until he came back to WWE in 2002. Um but Hogan thought he was above the business and he thought that the entire business of wrestling was supposed to revolve around him. And CM Punk has the exact same attitude to where if, if you're not talking about CM Punk, then he ain't listening. Right. And that's just not how it works. Um, just, it's just not, I mean, there's too many talented wrestlers in that company that any of the, them could be the focus of the company. It's not like CM Punk is the only talented guy there that can be the focus of the company. And, you know, and CM Punk is not the go-to wrestling. No. I mean, he's really not. We'll say Jordan was a go-to of professional basketball, NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. When he retired, guess what? The games kept going. Yeah. I mean, you can't replace a Michael Jordan, but you still have a lot of people that can come up and they're trying. Exactly. And, and pro, like he's pro wrestling is the exact same way. You, I mean, you can, you know, everybody retires at some point. Yeah. They have and, to. and the business still keeps going. Austin was the biggest draw in pro wrestling history. If you go by the numbers. Yep. He retired. The business still kept moving. Yep. It's not, it didn't, it didn't just crumble because Steve Austin had to retire. And with punk, this is a case of also, and I've said this before, because every once in a while, I'm like a, like a philosophical Facebook post, 
uh, because I may think my own ego kind of jumps up there. Hey, I think I'll say something whimsical. And well, one of the things I said, and and actually, I don't think I necessarily made this up, but I heard something kind of like it. If you have to ask somebody, have I paid my dues? Then, then the you haven't paid your dues. Then you have not paid your dues. The nope. answer is no. And I'm not saying that Punk has not put in the work because, I mean, he's done, you know, he came up through, you know, backyard wrestling and in the, the the indie stuff, got the Ring of Honor. He put in his time there, went through all the crap with the new ECW and WWE, and then got to the main roster, went through some crap there. Didn't really get to that point until the pipe bomb. Right. Um, but then it's like, you know, he does the pipe bomb. That blows up. He's like the hottest thing in wrestling. And then it's like, I think he got to the point where, okay, I was hot here. So that means regardless of what I do or what little I, or what I don't do, I'm mm -hmm. still going to be that hot. Like he still, I still feel like he thinks that he's going, he is as hot as he was in 2011. And he's not. Were people excited for him to come back? Yeah. People were also like us, because I've seen it on TikTok a bunch. When all this happened with CM Punk, people were like, well, prove me right, because this is what I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Exactly. Everybody, everybody wondered how long would it be before CM Punk went from, Raw, raw baby face that oh, I want to work with all the new talent and you know help them get to that next level to the selfish professional wrestler that uh, it's all about me and I'm not going to help anybody else because I'm tired of these exactly. new guys, you know, believing they're on my level. And when we did the watch along, and I can actually probably just look this up. Um, which SummerSlam was that? Was that two, was it 2011? Uh, what for? When him and Cena had their their phenomenal match. Uh, it was actually it was Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, but it was 2011, so that yes. was the same. Yes. Yes. Okay, so it, that was the year where I don't know if they were trying to reinvent like a form of Stone Cold because remember Stone Cold, his big thing was I'm the rebelling off. against the boss. Yep. Mm -hmm. And except for behind the scenes well for the most part stone cold actually got along with vince mcmahon yeah cm punk a lot of that was he did not get along with vince mcmahon he did not get along with triple h because yeah he's like i want this i'm on, I'm, I'm demanding this and they're like whoa, yeah. whoa 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 you don't walk in my office and start demanding yeah and i don't think stone cold now stone cold i mean you hear the stories about him how he did he did walk out. Mm -hmm. Actually, he walked out twice. The first yeah. time he came back, like a couple days later, but then the second time he walked out. Yeah, and that's you know. So there was there is that comparison. But he also told CM Punk after when when he did, he's like, "Do not walk." He said, "You need to go." He said that was he said it was the worst decision I ever made. Yeah, and yeah, he said yeah, he said I should have I should have handled that a lot better. Mm -hmm. He's like, and I left a lot of money on the table. And and Stone Cold, I mean, his issue was he did not want a job to Brock Lesnar. He, he said he didn't mind doing a job. He said it, but at the timing of it, he he said wasn't. Yeah, there was no, no but there was no build. It was just a random brawl, just, a yeah. King of the Ring qualifier. He was supposed to get squashed by Lesnar, and then that was it. And it's yeah. like 
he's like, you know, you could save this for pay-per-view and make money. Yep. And instead of giving it away on free TV. Yeah. But of course, um, by that point, WCW was gone, but yeah. that was one of WCW's main things was mm-hmm. they're giving away stuff on free and, TV. And people do compare AEW uh, to WCW as far as that goes. But I feel that there's a difference because at the time when WCW, like when WCW gave away Bill Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan for the World yes. Heavyweight title at the Georgia Dome, um, that should have been the pay-per-view main event. Yeah. In- instead, they gave it they gave it away on a random Nitro. People, have, I've seen people complain on Twitter and TikTok that uh, AEW gives away too many pay-per-view quality matches on free TV. But the thing is, AEW only runs four pay-per-views a year. Right. So there's only so many matches you're going to get, and you can't. Can you do a long-term storyline in today's wrestling climate? Yes. The Hangman mm-hmm. Page story has, has proved that. But that doesn't always work. You can't force that with every single program to make it last until your next pay-per-view. Some things have to be settled on television. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that they do a good, honestly, on that, I feel like AEW does a better job of balancing that than WCW did because WCW had 12 pay-per-views a year. They were just booking three weeks of TV at a time to get to the next pay-per-view, but they were still concerned about the ratings. So they give us Goldberg and Hogan at the Georgia Dome to pop the rating. And it did. It did pop a huge rating. But then what? You pop the huge rating that week, then Goldberg's the champion and you're feeding him lower mid-card guys and jobbers to pad his undefeated streak. Right. So you didn't benefit from that huge rating. You didn't benefit from that huge pop. You got it. That week's ratings came out and the rating sheets were great because you packed the Georgia Dome, Bill Bill Goldberg beat Hogan. AEW, on the other hand, I feel like have people continuously wanting to watch and see what great match are we going to get next. Yes. And that's all a wrestling fan wants is a great professional wrestling match. Just give me a good match. Yeah. Don't give me the, the backstage skits or yeah. keep them yeah. at a minimum. I mean, I do understand sometimes you have to have something yeah. that builds the match, not the match to build the skit. Exactly. And because we know that's what WWE has been mm-hmm. guilty of you know, several times, which they appear to be changing that because an actual wrestler who loves the business of wrestling is in charge now yes. of the, basically the booking. Yeah. But... AEW, and there's another comparison to WCW. WCW was a wrestling company that was part of a bigger mm-hmm. uh, company yep. that was a TV company. And that's why they were so concerned about ratings. Yeah. Really, they should have been more concerned about how many people are we getting on the pay-per-view? How many people are we getting to yeah. come to the uh, the yeah. arenas? And Right, because as hot as WCW was from like... 96 when the nwo first happened to probably about about where it started falling off is where sting met hogan at starcade and all the you know it was so poorly booked yes um that that kind of took the luster off things before that like year and a half period 
that they were so hot. It didn't matter what they put on TV. They were going to win the, the ratings war just simply because people wanted to see what the NWO was going to do next. Yep. Um, but you can't, you can't sustain that for very long. So it's go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you know, they were trying to sustain that. They were trying to sustain those high ratings because like, well, the rate higher ratings will bring in advertisers. Mm-hmm. It's yep. money. However, we go through this all the time because we are wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. People look down on it. Yeah. And not that, but they weren't going to get the kind of advertisers that WWE. It's amazing. If you think about the people advertising on them now. Yeah. But, but I agree with you about that Starcade. That was Starcade 97. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, yeah. I, I, I actually bought, that was, a, I think the, uh, the only WCW pay-per-view I was able to actually mm-hmm. buy because I was happened to be off work that night. Yeah. And it was just... It was awful. Yeah. I remember me and my brother watching it, and it's like, this has been a year and a half build to this? Yeah. And it was just ridiculous. And But I feel like AEW actually does a much better job at that. They are a wrestling company that is part of a big media conglomerate. But... I feel like that they focus more on the wrestling mm-hmm. than they do on the ratings. And that's the thing. If you put out a good product, the ratings will come. Yeah. Because people are going to want to watch your good product. Yep. You know, and I feel like AEW pushes that. They're like, we're going to put on a good show. You know, it's good a show every week with the talent we have available at the time. We're going to put on the absolute best show we can put on week to week. I feel like they do that. Most of the time, their shows are, you know, really, really good week to week. You know, some better than others, but that's with any wrestling company. Sometimes you're going to have better shows than others. Yeah, I mean, we know that. I mean, we've had some of our episodes are just happen to be better than the others. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, now we've never had a bad episode. I mean, I'm going to throw that out there. We've never, (laughs) and, and in all honesty, we've never actually had a bad interview. No, you know, we've had some that were may have been better than the others, but yeah, uh, but we've never actually had a bad interview. So when you go in our archives, you know, whenever you go on one of these platforms, such as an Apple podcast, where you can also give us a rating and you actually write us a review, you can actually look in the archives and you can actually find all these, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to have to throw that out there. We have a lot of archives. So go in there and check those out and let us know what you think. And, yeah. and if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like, share and subscribe button. And, you, you know, we're, and give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to our regular schedule programming again. Um, when it comes to the AEW programming right now, because I'm really hoping people aren't tuning in just because of the drama that's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they have gotten a little bit, they've have gotten a rating spike after yeah. all, after all this happened. And I agree. I hope people aren't tuning in to see, just see the fallout of the drama or to see if there's going to be any more drama. I hope they're tuning in to simply watch a good wrestling show. Yeah. And because, you know, the backstage altercation, you're not going to see that on the show. No. So don't expect to see it. You know, yeah. what, what you're not going to see is you're not going to see CM Punk. You're not going to see the Young Bucks. You're not going to see Kenny Omega temporarily. You're not going to see Ace Steel apparently ever again. And yeah. there was there were some others involved in there too, but those were the first thing I was thinking of. 
and the reason I'm even bringing up Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is because they were all they're also executives. They're all EVPs, which is another WCW comparison. And this one, it's a problem because we saw it with Dusty. We saw it with Flair. We've seen it. We saw it with Kevin Nash. About to say Kevin uh, Nash and Scott Hall are the ones I was actually making yeah. a comparison to the young but it, but as far as like bookers go, we've seen it with you know Dusty Flair Nash. Hogan was never a booker, but he was a master poli- professional wrestling politician. He might he might as well have been a booker because he's the one saying the results. He's just not exactly. the one filling exactly. in between. And with the Bucks, that that became an issue for some people. That's why Tony Khan took the reins to begin with. Because it was, everything was pretty much coming through Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega because they were all executive vice presidents. I completely understand that they helped found the company. They, you know, helped build it from the ground up. And I myself am appreciative of that because I'm an AEW fan. But it that's a thin, that's a razor line between... It's hard to be, it's got to be, it's got to be hard to be talent and management at the same time, because where do those blur when you're the talent, but then you also have the power to book things. So when does it become an issue of, oh, well, I'm just going to book myself to win that title. I'm not saying that they did that, but I'm saying that just like in WCW, it's it's a problem. Right now, all the EVPs are suspended. But <laughs> which is wild. Yeah, I which mean, is wild that all the yeah. you know, one left and went back to WWE, the other three are currently suspended. So, you know, Tony Khan's running the show, from what I understand, Tony Schiavone is uh Tony Khan's right hand now, which that makes perfect sense. Tony Schiavone, well respected in wrestling brilliant wrestling mind, you know, literally, you know, grew up in the business of pro wrestling as, you know, as an announcer. As Very an young, because he started with Mid-Atlantic. Well, uh-huh. actually, he, he was working for the Crockett's first. He yeah. was um, what an announcer for the their Charlotte minor league team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, because he'll always tell you, actually, his first love is baseball. Yeah. And he kind of got in with mid-atlantic and his first i think he said his first event maybe was starcade 83 mm-hmm. and i mean that was like his very first hey your first gig is that it's like do what <laughs> you yeah. know, one of the biggest <laughs> wrestling cards ever yeah and so yeah you're right i mean he grew up mm-hmm. and that because i mean he was pretty, He's young. pretty young yeah yeah before he started having all you know all five kids yeah and Excuse me, sorry. Oh, you're mm. no, very good. Uh, we need to have like a yawn button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, when WCW folded, he was actually out of wrestling for a while, but he also mm. went back to, you know, normal, normal, quote unquote, sports announcing. Yeah. And he was calling for the Georgia Bulldogs. He was calling for the, uh, for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I want to say one time I was watching some college basketball and the Bulldog, Georgia Bulldogs were playing college basketball. Look, and there he is. He was commentating on <laughs> one of their games because somebody, I think it was um, Johnny Valentine, Johnny V, you know, he's one of the, the admins for mm-hmm. the um, just wrestling with an idea, the Facebook group. He yeah. actually said something on Facebook about that. He said, hey, I think Shivani, I just saw him commentating the, the Georgia game. Yeah. Um, 
But now I have heard a little bit because Shivani, I mean, he he's a great wrestling mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you ever listen to his podcast, uh, which I honestly, I haven't really listened to a lot of their podcasts here lately, yeah. except for Arns. Arns is the only one I actually listen to like every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the other ones, I haven't been as much. And Shivani, did, actually him becoming Tony Khan's right-hand man, that would explain why all of a sudden he's they're dropping megasodes uh, on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sorry, dudes, I am not going to sit here and listen to a <laughs> seven-hour podcast. Nah. I, I just can't nah, do I can't, it. I can't do it, no. Yeah, not only that, but I'm now mad because the thing downloaded automatically on my phone. Oh, so it used yeah. all that space, yeah. Use all that space. So, I mean, I'm like, I'm dumping that right off. Because his and Jim Ross's, have, uh, he actually just started to megasode. And, um, and Bruce Pritchard, I mean, of course, Pritchard, mm-hmm. you know, he's really involved in that mess. And so um, they've been dropping megasodes on his. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> Nobody is going to listen to a seven-hour podcast. No. Yeah, because I mean, I listen to it on my way to work. I listen to it while I'm at work when I can. Listen, to it. sometimes I'm on my way home. Normally, on my way home is is for music. And mm-hmm. that's I've been slaving on some hate breed here lately. <laughs> you know, um, I, I have. I don't know what it is. I mean, they're just every song they have is anthemic. But, uh, but seven hours, I just can't do it. Right. Uh, so, uh, but yeah. So, so yeah, you're right. Shivani being Tony Khan's right hand man, that does. You know, it makes sense because I don't think that would last forever because I don't think that's really Shivani's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'd be comfortable staying in that position. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, he he could be one of those definitely give you a lot of good advice because he's been there, done that. He's seen just about, I mean, he was there when WCW was at its peak and then when it mm-hmm. crashed. Yep. And you know, he was also in WWF at the time for a year. Yeah. But then he went back to WCW and he said he immediately regretted going back. And um, he's like, WWF at the time was so smoothly ran. Everything mm-hmm. was yeah. like a world on machine. And, but he was saying the same thing about AEW for starting. He's like, I love it here. Now we're starting to see people are uh, becoming kind of disgruntled with the way mm-hmm. uh, AEW has been ran. Uh, Alistair Malachi Black. Yeah, he took a um, um, he got a conditional release. I'm not sure what the condition is, but his was not. He was kind of disgruntled about how his character, the you know the development of his character, um, but he also had some personal issues going on that he needed to yeah take off and deal with. And I completely respect that, and I hope mm-hmm. everything works out good for him, but. Uh, I feel like pushing a guy like CM Punk to the top of the card in such a short amount of time over a guy like Malachi Black, who had mm-hmm. been there week in and week out on television, you know, and pay-per-views and, you know, wrestling top names in the company. It's just, it, it gives people that bitter, it gives people that bitter taste that, that people had when WWF guys would leave, come to WCW, one, get far lesser dates to work with twice as much money, mm-hmm. and get all the preferential treatment as far as TV time and titles go. And I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh, well, you know, 
he's one of those people that complains that the WWE guys are coming in, taking over. It's not that. This is specifically about Punk, though, because it's like you had a roster, a mega roster full of talent that you could have put that belt on if you had to take it off Hangman. I don't I don't think they should have taken it off Hangman as soon as they did. Um, just like I didn't think that they should have taken the belt off Goldberg when they did. Right. I think there was still I think you still there was still some miles left in that story. Just like there was still some miles left in the hangman story. They took it, but they decided, you know, powers that be, we're going to take it off him and give it to Punk. And then what's come of it? Nothing. He gets oh. hurt. His first his first match is champion. He gets hurt, breaks his foot. He's out. He comes back, lo- you know, loses the unification match. Four days later, wins the world title. Is suspended the next day. <laughs> and it and gets stri- hurt again. Yeah, and is stripped of the title and got hurt in the title match where he won the championship. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all of this for what? Because it's like CM Punk's not the top draw. He's not the top draw in that company. There are other guys that I would consider to be t- a bigger draw than CM Punk. John Moxley is a bigger draw mm-hmm. than CM Punk. Kenny Omega is a bigger draw than CM Punk. I'm yep. I just I hate it for people who think who feel otherwise, but that's for me, that's just the way it is. It's like you're we're, we didn't get 2011 CM Punk. We didn't get pipe bomb CM Punk. We got a retread of that punk. We got Owen 2 in the MMA CM yeah. Punk. Yeah. I mean, we got Owen 2, but he tried to do the pipe bomb stuff in AEW, just not calling it a pipe bomb, but you only get that. That's lightning in a bottle. You only get that once. Exactly. And you got it. You should have enjoyed it instead of being bitter about everything that you weren't getting. You should have just appreciated what you had. Weird comparison. Um, Old Simpsons episode. I don't know why this one just popped in my head. Bart Simpson of course, he, uh, he for somehow he had a catchphrase that somebody heard. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do it. Yeah. And there for the longest time, they called him the I didn't do that kid. Yeah. You know, and he was real popular. And then he tried it again a couple weeks later. And they're like, yeah, we've already heard that. Yeah. Yeah. We've and already it, heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, when Punk came back that night, I mean, um, I watched the uh, the rampage on that Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when he came back and he bought ice cream for everybody, and I was sad because I was like, "Man, I want some ice cream." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but that that pop, that initial pop, was huge. They had the guy yeah. in the audience who was crying. I mean, they yeah. made all sorts of memes about that. I mean, because people they really like him. It's like, okay, now what? Now what? Now what does he do? And you have him beat everybody. He beats. Mm-hmm. Pillars of the company. He beats Darby Allen in his first match back. He ends up beating MJF in their feud, which excellent feud, absolutely excellent feud. Uh, but he beats MJF, which I still don't think should have happened. I still nope. think M- MJF should have won that dog collar match. If MJF, I mean, if you say anybody who is going to be a big part of the future of wrestling, MJF is it. No yes. Doubt. Um. He beats Eddie Kingston. 
Didn't agree with that one either. No, not at all. Then, and I mean, this is, you know, fourth pay-per-view match in. He beats Hangman for the world title. And, and it seems rushed. Yeah, everything was rushed. And it's like, I don't understand why. And it's like, even with Bill Goldberg, they didn't rush him that like that. I mean, CM Punk had a handful of matches on TV, four pay-per-view matches, and he's world champion. You know, at least Goldberg, he ran through Bill DeMott, also known as Hugh Morris. That was mm -hmm. like the first match they had him in. I was like, okay, yep. who's this guy? They ran through everybody. They had the whole thing with William Regal, which I got something to say about him a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, and William Regal, of course, they said, well, he, William Regal embarrassed him. No, William Regal was trying to give him a credible, credible opponent. So when he yes. won, he looked better. Exactly. And then he, they had him beat Raven for the U.S. title. Mm -hmm. they, they gave him that title first. Yeah. Then they kept building and kept building him. Yeah. Then they had him beat Hogan. Now, whether it was on a, it, it should have been a pay per view. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. But yeah. That would have gotten some huge money. That was money they definitely left on the table. Mm -hmm. And you know, but they had him win the world title. Boom. Okay. But it was a nice slow build. Slow build. He was beating somebody every single week, mm -hmm. whereas Punk wasn't. No. And. And and actually, honestly, I'll say the another comparison with Punk, like we're saying to Hogan. Hogan had he had left the WWF in '93. It was after uh, he dropped the title to Yokozuna at King of the Ring yep. up in up in Dayton at the Nutter mm -hmm. Center, you know, yep. Wright State University. I just figured I'd throw all that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he dropped the title to Yokozuna, and then he left, and then you didn't see him again until. Mm -hmm. He all of a sudden appeared in that parade down in Orlando yeah. with WCW. Yep. yep. And they put him immediately in the world title picture. Yeah. With if, if it was with Flair. And then of course when Vader, you know, they had that whole thing. Yeah. But everybody's oh well, look, look at Hulk Hogan. All of a sudden Hulk Hogan's in WCW and back. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. All right, let's go watch this now because it was like, okay, We're boom, we're happy it. now. And then within a year. Yeah, because it's like we've seen we've seen this show already. We yeah. know we know what they're gonna do, we know what's gonna happen, everything. And yeah, Hogan comes in immediately in the world title scene. His first match for WCW was that world title match at Bash at the Beach against Flair. Yeah. And so everybody else who was like the number one contenders are going Yeah. Um yeah. I've been here forever. Yeah, I've been here forever. You know, and he just waltzes through the door, gets a world title match on pay-per-view, and wins the thing. Yeah. With all the celebrity entourage there. And it's like, it's just rushed, like you said. And that's how Punk's ascension to the throne was. It's like, oh, well, he comes back in twenty, you know, 2021 at All Out. And then seven, eight months later, he's world champion already. Over yeah. guys that over guys like Darby Allen and, you know, guys like, you know, Miro and guys like that that have been there the whole time. And it's like, it's kind of like, and to throw in another comparison, it's like how Vince McMahon was with Brock Lesnar. Yes. Because Vince McMahon thought that Brock Lesnar was still name recognition money and 
does everybody know who Brock Lesnar is? Yes. But Brock Lesnar was not when when Vince was pushing Brock Lesnar to the moon when Brock came back, Brock Lesnar at that time was not the hot property that he was prior to that. Right. You know. And CM Punk's the same way. Was yep. he interesting for a minute? Yes. And then it gets repetitive. It's like you're just this CM Punk is like playing him in a video game and you're just spamming stuff <laughs> to get to the finisher. And that's how it was. I feel like this CM Punk was going through his greatest hits. We weren't yep. getting any, we weren't getting anything new. We weren't even getting top-notch versions of the greatest hits. We were just <laughs> getting greatest hits. We're we're getting like the um like the kids bop version. Yeah, we're getting the yeah. kids bop or we're getting the elevator music version of yep. stuff. And you know that WCW found out the hard way about that pitfall of mm-hmm. pushing somebody too fast too soon, and I feel like this is bitten AEW in the butt too because they put everything they had in the CM Punk basket and he threw it in the floor and stomped on it. Yep, and it's kind of funny when you're talking about the greatest hits. I was even thinking in my head, it's like you know you keep um, you go to the concerts. Mm-hmm. for some of these bands that are like they're way past their heyday yeah you know uh but some of them don't even put out albums anymore they just nope. tour they just tour and uh, but they don't have to put out albums but because they have their dedicated fans who will go and see them mm-hmm. but they're not playing stadiums exactly and, unless they're packaged kind of like the way they just did um and i missed it they were just in cincinnati uh, a couple mm. months ago crew Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and oh my lord, who was the fourth one? I have to look it up now. <laughs> uh, but there were some people from Hopkinsville who mm-hmm. came up to watch it. Yeah, if you can, if, like bands that pull off the like Monsters of Rock type thing, yes. where you've got multiple, you know, used to be popular bands on one bill. Yeah, that'll work, but. And people will be fine with the greatest hits, but you're not filling a stadium. Nothing against Poison, but you're not filling like Nissan Stadium in Nashville with just Poison. You with just Poison. You're not selling that out with just Joan po- Jet. Joan Jet was the other one. Okay, you know you so. can you can sell that out with Poison and Joan Jet and a few others and Def Leppard and Molly Crew and yeah, but you're not selling it out with just Poison. Right, and and yeah, and like. CM Punk's the same way. We're just we got CM Punk light. Yep. And you know, it's just the and the comparisons get bigger and bigger the longer this goes. I feel like that they're trying to write the ship, but I hope for their sakes they really did and they've moved past this. And this isn't just a band-aid that they're throwing on the problem because WCW was literally covered in band-aids by the time they went out of business. They just kept throwing band-aids on stuff instead of, instead of addressing the issues that they knew were there, instead of addressing the wrestlers that they knew were the problems, instead of addressing the, the structure of the company that they knew was a problem. Nobody knew what to do from day, you know, from day to day. Nobody knew even close to TV time. Nobody knew what they were supposed to do. 
talent, and, agents, yeah. nobody. Oh, and they were even saying even sometimes during the live show, they yeah. were still rewriting stuff. Yep. And you could say back then, Eric Bischoff had lost control, and it was he had lost control because of a very small handful of wrestlers who mm-hmm. were really pulling the strings on everybody, yep. and they were exercising their political power. Uh-huh. Tony, Tony Khan is catching criticism, and like I said, I'm kind of on the fence about that because like we discussed last week, I get why Tony Khan did not say something to Punk right then and there at the press conference. Right. I get yeah, that. I, I, I do get that. But at the same time, he shouldn't just, have been nodding though. He, he shouldn't, shouldn't have been like, nodding and looked like he was agreeing with everything. Punk right. said. I feel like um, him and Eric Bischoff both at the time, especially when WCW was hot, Eric Bischoff had a company full of live action, like real life action figures. He yep. had a, he had a toy box with an unlimited bank account. Thanks to Ted Turner. Yep. Tony Khan has an, has a toy, a huge toy mm-hmm. box with an unlimited bank account from his father from uh sahad i believe so yeah um but it's like you can't and another thing tony khan was a wrestling fan with not so much eric bischoff but tony tony khan grew up as a wrestling fan but he also is friends with a lot of these wrestlers right so was eric bischoff we see where that got WCW with Eric Bischoff, who was the president of the company, involving himself in major storylines because he was buddy-buddy with Hogan and Hall and Nash and those guys. So you've got those guys in his ear pleading their case as to why they, they should be the focal point of the company. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tony Khan's getting the same thing. And here's actually another thing, and I've actually heard people throw a lot of criticism on AEW and also kind of in you know TNT as well. Mm-hmm. AEW's use of their language on the mm-hmm. show. Um, they've caught a lot of flack for that. You know, well, WCW towards the end, they were having the same mm-hmm. very colorful language. And and some people actually you know um have actually asked me. You know, so they're like, so your language is family friendly. You know, why? You know, you're an adult. I'm like, because we are trying to expand our audience. Yeah. I have never heard of anybody saying, well, I'm not going to listen to that show because they don't swear. No, but I've heard people say, I'm not listening to that show or I'm not watching that show or watching that movie because there's too much swearing. Yep. And, and, I, and I have kids. Yeah. And, I, I agree with you. At first, I was okay with some colorful language. To me, it gave more of a realism, a more like right. real fight thing of this guy's mad at this guy or this woman's mad at this woman. And they're just, you know, they said what was on their chest. But then it got to where it was like, come on, y'all are just doing this just for the shock value now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, which is what WCW did too. They yep. did it. WCW was grasping at straws and they were trying to find anything that would get them that mainstream attention back. I feel like AEW did that one, two, just for the shock, the shock value, just the shock and all get people try to get people buzzing. But 
it's just not going to work out that way. It didn't work out for WCW. You saw how that worked out. Right. At least with AEW, they've been told we need you to turn tone down the language, and they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a few words that get through, but I'm sure that is already approved by the higher ups before it gets to television. Um, but yeah, it's like using foul language is not going to get you anywhere. I mean, I'm not saying using foul language is inherently a terrible thing i'm not gonna say right. i don't use foul language because i do yeah because when we're not recording um yeah yeah well then <laughs> the it's conversations free game. Get pretty lively <laughs> yeah but it's just you can't you can't use that to get attention for your company because that's short-lived you're gonna get some you're gonna get people that's gonna you're gonna get ta- casual fans that tune in for two three weeks maybe a month to see where they go with these people that are using all this colorful language. And then if it doesn't lead anywhere, they're just going to change the channel. Yep. And, and we don't have anything against any of the other podcasts, by the way, you know, if, that use, um, yeah, no colorful language. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's just, we, we have just decided not to, I mean, right. that was, that was a decision we made a few years before we were finally able to get the podcast rolling. Right. Right. You know, so, uh, but I mean, we have our, you know, but we had our reasons for it and mm-hmm. uh and we're sticking by that um but it was just one of the things that i kind of noticed is like wow they're they're seeing a lot more stuff on tv now than what they used to mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just in general yeah and i, mean, I remember wcw was doing that because hogan on that very pay-per-view where he, mm-hmm. he put his foot on jared's chest and then he got on the mic and he actually yeah. dropped you know it wasn't an f-bomb but i mean it was something that you don't normally hear well and, and then you had Scott Steiner, who was just a loose cannon with a live microphone. Yeah. Who would, who repeatedly got, got fined for stuff he would say on air on Nitro or Thunder. And nobody knew what he was going to say. So there was no way to seven second delay him because you didn't know what was coming out of his mouth till it was already out there. Right. And AEW kind of went down that route for a minute to where it's like you, you didn't know what these people were going to say. Like Jungle Boy, when he, I'll put it like he called uh, Christian a cat, but he didn't say cat. Right. And <laughs> it, it was a willow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, things like, I'm, and he said that, and I'm like, wow, they are really pushing this hard. And it's like, but for me, it makes it seem, it, makes it seem like instead of the number two company in pro wrestling going that route continuously just makes you look bushly. It just mm-hmm. looks, makes you look like your average indie company. I mean, I'll even pull a quote from a movie that may shock people to hear me quote this movie, but the movie X, which is a story of Malcolm X mm-hmm. when he, it was uh, the closer to the beginning of the movie, but when he's in um, and when he got sent to prison mm-hmm. and the guy told him about his language he said a man swears when he has nothing intelligent to say exactly yeah now now i admit when i swear as well because at that time i have nothing intelligent to say yeah and i got (laughs) something i got to get on my chest and it's like i say it and then later on sometimes i think about it and it's like "Mm, probably could have handled that better yeah you know but i mean but hey you know we're all guilty of it but when you're just throwing that out there just uh throw it out there it almost sounds like also another movie you know kind of like the part the scene in the south park movie where all of a sudden they just start dropping the bombs just to, mm-hmm. to drop them because it's a movie yeah not the the tv show 
Right. You know, but yeah, all these these comparisons between WCW and AEW, I mean, it kind of as a wrestling fan, because right now is a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things, even Wrestling with the Truth, another podcast, which, by the way, as we were recording this, I got a notification. They retweeted and gave a shout out to our episode from last week. Oh, cool. So, cool. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank and you. we've we've got to do a joint venture once I get past mm-hmm. my work stuff when I know I can uh safely schedule interviews because yeah. that's yeah. that's the the thing when it's unpredictable whether or not I can even record, it's probably not a good idea to <laughs> schedule an interview with anybody. Yeah. Um but I love to have those guys on the podcast and uh, I mean, because they're up from um, Halifax, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. you know, so they can, you know, bring us another viewpoint from wrestling north of the border. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but another great podcast. Go check it out. Go check out them. Go check out Hillbilly Hill, The Hill Truth. They're wrestling with the truth. He is the Hill Truth. That's right. And both of them great podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, I just have to give the shout out to this because did I, did you see this mug? That yeah, I, got? I did. I'm holding for those on audio only. I am holding a coffee mug from the guys at True Crimecast. They actually sent me this mug. That's awesome. Yep, uh, because I am a subscriber to their Patreon, and normally with their Patreon you get an autographed picture, but because I'm a resubscriber because right I, I've renewed it, I hit up Jamie and I was like, "Hey, I just renewed it." He's like, "Oh, cool! Thanks for the support." I was like, "Am I getting another picture?" He's like, he's like, nah. He said, "Hold on, I'll get you something better." And, yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, but there's great guys and uh, another great podcast. I mean, it's not a re- but Jamie. He's actually a big wrestling fan, and mm-hmm. they've been on Jericho's podcast. I need to ask him: Is he is he going to be at the AEW show in Cincinnati on? I think it's October 18th. Mm, okay. Uh, for in fact, I need to see if there's any tickets av- still available because I'd, I'd like to go down and see that but yeah because they are just down in berea kentucky so they're like an hour and a half maybe away from cincinnati so mm-hmm. uh, that'd be kind of cool you know yeah. if i could meet up with them there so but anyway so yeah uh, other great podcasts i mean we support all of them they support us and, and it's actually one it's amazing you know kind of being in this world you know mm-hmm. the, kind of the people that you uh, can meet and just inter- even if you don't meet them face to face you can still interact with them yeah and yeah, because I mean, we've had, we've had, we have actually interviewed people on here who we have never met in person. That's right. Yep. That's <laughs> I mean, so true. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then we also interviewed somebody on here who we knew back in high school, who's mm-hmm. gotten at least TikTok famous. He'll even say, I'm TikTok famous. Yeah. Uh, no, he's TikTok very famous. And he, he's also going to be in Cincinnati in October. Uh huh. Yep. You know, so, um, but yeah, go check out this podcast and, Definitely give us some more feedback. What you think about this AEW, you know, the comparisons to WCW, because like I said, as a wrestling fan, it kind of like concerns me. It's like we saw the stuff that was happening right before WCW tanked. Yeah. And the the, the thing is, it's like AEW is getting, they're getting these comparisons and they're making a lot of the same mistakes mm-hmm. and they're three years in. Yeah. You know, WCW <laughs> was, you know, WCW as a company um, was, ten, was 10 years. Was it 10? Because I'm getting... Yeah, um, started, yeah because was, 1990 yeah, was yeah. when they became WCW. WCW yeah. Uh, so say 10, 11 at the most. They went out of business in March of, tw- of 2001. And think about this. AEW started from nothing. Mm-hmm. WCW was formerly 
Mid-Atlantic, Georgia, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was the NWA, which moved yeah. into WCW. Yeah, they were pretty much formed from the ashes of the Jim Crockett promotion. Yes. And, yeah, so they already had a foundation to build on. AEW, like you said, started from the dirt and yeah. started from nothing. And you can't be making these same mistakes three years in if you expect to have any longevity in pro wrestling. I mean, you look at Ring of Honor before they, before Tony Khan bought it, they had a 20-year legacy. Impact Wrestling had a 20-year legacy. If AEW wants to have one, they've got to right a lot of these wrongs really quick before mm-hmm. it snowballs and gets completely out of control. You said Ring of Honor. That's actually one of my own criticisms was not developing Ring of Honor properly ever since he bought it. Yes. I mean, he's bought it. So, you know, a few of the championships have been represented on television. Uh, I feel like, honestly, that's only because until recently, two of them were in the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, But, yeah, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to buy another wrestling company, then you need to have an idea of what you're going to do with it. It's not just, it's not just a play set. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I've got enough money to buy all this and wrestlers and everything. Just because you can buy it doesn't mean you have to, if you don't know what you're going to do with it. Right. And I mean, I know he was trying to make sure they stayed employed. Okay. Well, keep them gainfully employed. I mean, and I get that, but yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of their talent, you know, either wasn't picked up or if they, you know, the current crop of actual Ring of Honor talent rarely gets seen on TV. I mean, if it's not Samoa right. Joe or, <clears throat> you know, if it's not Samoa Joe, who's the world TV champion, if it's not, uh, you know, Claudio Cassioli is the Ring of Honor world champion. Now, uh, Daniel Garcia is the pure champion. But if it's not people that are involved in like main event stuff, the other people just kind of fall by the wayside. Exactly. So, I mean, they need to build that better. Um, There's also Miro. Apparently he's not happy. Um, Yeah, I have seen that too. Yep. Um, Triple H's buddies are now looking at possibly returning to WWE. That's kind of a, a rumor of one of those is talking about the Blackpool Combat Club. One of those is William Regal. Yeah. You know, so uh, because he, him and Triple H, I mean, yeah, they were good tight. friends. And yeah. Um, and also, Jim Ross has been openly criticizing some of the booking and some of the decisions being made by AEW. I mean, he's doing it on air. Yeah. He's doing it on air and he does it on his podcast when they're not doing, you know, yeah, it's uh, like big podcasts. It's like, dude, you, you know, okay, I get that you're, you've been around longer than a lot of these wrestlers have been alive, but you still can't bash your own product on, on, <laughs> on, the, uh, on live television. I mean, you can't, you just can't. Oh, and I think this is where Tony Khan needs to, he needs to get control yes. of his company because, I mean, he right now, He's not being looked at like he's a leader. He's being looked at like he's just a doormat that they were just walking all over. Yeah. And and the I get in, Go the ahead. inmates are starting to run the asylum. Yeah. And, and I get that Jim Ross, I mean, he really has no anything's left to give. No, he does not. Yeah. I mean, he's 
you know, he's been treated great. He's also been treated very poorly by mm-hmm. Vince McMahon. I mean, he was he, speaking of someone being fired when they got sick. I mean, yeah, he had the Bell's palsy attack, which, by yeah. the way, I, I had no idea what Bell's palsy was until that. And since then, he's actually brought a lot of attention to it. So people yep. like now, now it's like, yeah, man, that's horrible, you know. But I mean, he's gotten through it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got mocked for his Bell's palsy on WCW mm-hmm. with one of his closest friends right there beside it. That was when Doctor Death, Steve Williams, was right beside Air Ferrara when he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Which that that was the part that I think shocked me the most. And mm-hmm. and then Jr. Of course, he got fired again from WWE because of Flair being drunk at a video yeah. game conference thing. They were uh, um, a panel. They were talking about the game and Flair's up there drunk. And so Ross got fired. Okay, he wasn't doing anything for a bit. Then he joins AEW. But in between that time, his wife gets hit in yep. a freak accident, mm-hmm. you know, and gets killed. Yep. And so, I mean, yeah, you're talking about somebody who just does not care anymore. No. The man just does not care. He's like, you know what? I've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's like, I've been through it all. So, here yeah, it he's is. Like, he's <laughs> like, yeah, fire me. All right. I've, I've been on that road before. I'll just go over here and I'll keep making my barbecue sauce, which apparently is supposed to be pretty good. And mm-hmm. I'll just keep making my money. And by the way, he's probably still collecting royalty checks from WWE. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... You know, he he's just sitting at home going, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep counting my my money over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah. So you got all that. And by the way, if anybody was talking about, oh, Alistair Black was spotted with Selena Vega. No crap. They're married. <laughs> Were they coming out of their house? You yeah. Know, Did you that, see him at the grocery store? I mean, just. They're married people. Were were they in Japan buying some Georgia coffee? Which, by the way, this is this shirt is. (laughs) If you ever get for people though who are listening, I'm wearing a shirt, t-shirt for Georgia coffee, which is is only sold in two places in the world. As far as I know, is in Japan and Bahrain, but it's by the Coca-Cola subsidiary in Japan who makes it. Okay. It is absolutely awesome, Um, and you can actually get it on Amazon. However, they don't sell it by single cans; they sell it by like by the case. Mm. It's like 120 dollars. (laughs) <laughs> but but it is great. So, um, and before we go, because I know we got to be wrapping up. Yeah, uh, we have. There is a birthday today. I saw this right before, uh, right before you came on, and I figured I just I threw it out of my notes to make sure I didn't forget it. But I give you one hint, player. Teddy Long. Yep. <laughs> Teddy Long. Holla holla. Mister. Mister. Uh, tag team main event and Mr. You've got a match with the Undertaker. <laughs> with the Undertaker. And not only has he been the WWE champion, he's been the WWE champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Teddy Long, 75. Wow. Yeah. I just remember when he was that rogue referee and, you know, who yep. would have thought, I mean, he, yeah, Teddy Long, uh, he, he's another one. Um, he's just an icon in the sport, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, so, Ah, uh, but hopefully next week, you know, hopefully we'll be able to record, um, you know, because I don't like missing and I know you don't like missing mm-hmm. episodes in the same week. Uh, the yeah. last time we did that was because, well, I was in Orlando and I had a really, really bad internet connection that I had to pay 20 mm-hmm. bucks for anyway. So we decided, yep. you know what, you know, so that was, um, unfortunate, but you know, things happen, um, 
And it's like, yeah, so work, when it comes to paying the bills, work mm-hmm. kind of has to come priority. Yeah. It's like as soon as we get done here, you know, the laptop's sitting over here. <laughs> I'll be finishing a couple things up. Um, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the way wrestling's been going lately, something will come up that we can oh, yeah, I'm talk sure. about. Um, if nothing there happens, I know we've been having to have a request. People like the old school stuff. They like lists like the top 10, top five, things like that. So mm-hmm. I know Joy and I are also both very smart. You know, don't let the, the bald heads and the beards fool you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know we could actually come up with something, you know, especially once my work kind of calms down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, but, but in the meantime, until we talk again, good night and God bless. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>